to the Backrooms Podcast, where in today's episode, the boys are going to be discussing about how people enjoy their video games. Now, I have a pretty bad case of foot and mouth syndrome, and I tend to enjoy things that people usually don't. Um, case in point, Diablo 4. <laughs> you guys fucking hate this game, don't you? I don't really understand why. I've been having a really good time with it. So we're going to sit down. We're going to have a conversation about why we think that might be. And you're going to listen. So hope that's cool with you. In all seriousness, enjoy the show. We're live. We are live. Why? (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No. Is a tree the same if you put it either way? (laughs) Wait. What do you mean? Like, upside down? Just either either way. way. Either way. Yeah. Oh, of course. Silly me. I think the the mathematical answer is yes. It's been a while. Ethically, I don't know. It's been a while since I took biology. But trees are bio. Oh yeah, trees are biology. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I thought that was like earth science. Well, that's that's fucking biology. <laughs> well, actually, no. <laughs> Can you have a degree in earth science? Is that a thing? Yeah. Really? No, it's not real. Yes, it is. No, that's like a the thing they made up in school. Not like the earth science. Like science about. I mean, like. <laughs> Keep trying. <laughs> I just work you, man. I mean, like, if you get a degree, I don't think anybody's degree is going to say Bachelor of Science in Earth Science. It really? I mean, maybe, maybe. Okay. All right, well, that makes sense. That's what I meant. It's not the if Earth If anything, maybe, maybe geology. Well, geology so, is the study, the study of, rocks. of rocks. Specifically. Specifically. <laughs> when I took marine biology in uh, high school, uh, my teacher straight up ate a candle. On the first day of class. Wait, what? He ate a candle. I don't know why. Who? It wasn't for a point. It was for his own thing? I think it was just to make sure that people were paying attention. I hope it was like an edible candle and not just regular wax. To this day, I don't know. That means he left an impact. He did. (laughs) He did. (laughs) I guess guess it worked. Because the rest of the class was dry as hell. (laughs) (laughs) So, earth science is geoscience. A geoscience. So, geoscience. Okay. Yeah. Uh, includes all fields of natural science related to the planet Earth. Well, like like tectonic tree and... Yeah. And that's not Te- a word. Tectonic tree. We came full oh, circle. Oh, there wow. You go. No, there you go. Hey. See, like I said, mathematically makes sense. Ethically, I'm not sure. Mathematically, everything's a circle. Eventually. Uh, so, yes. Are we talking about science today? No. no. Oh, thank God. No. We're talking We're about something qualified. we've never talked about before. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Okay. Well, welcome, everybody. How you doing? Welcome. I lied just before. We are talking about something we've talked about. How you doing? Good. Thanks. I'm very sad. Why? Why? Because I got very passionate in the last episode, and I feel apparently what... no one on the internet shares my opinions on Diablo 4. Yeah. People fucking hate this game. Yeah. 
and I'm so bummed out about it because I I'm still having a good time with it. I'm I think it's great. Um, but I kind of wanted to get to the bottom of why. So I don't understand everybody experiences games differently. Everybody values different things when it comes to playing games. But I don't understand the 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 vitriol that people have for this game. <laughs> <laughs> Justin just Googled why Diablo 4 suck. Um, <clears throat> Sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> the first result, Diablo Four probably does suck. <laughs> is that what? Is that Bing Chat? Bing Chat just gave us. No, no it's no. on. That's from Blizzard Entertainment. <laughs> what? It's on their Blizzard forum. themselves. Oh. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Yeah, well, the game probably does suck. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I completely lost my train of thought. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> no, I just wanted to do. So, but I, like, it, why, why? Why do people say it sucks? Why? For reasons that I don't agree with, I don't know if I wouldn't say that I agree with it, but maybe I just don't understand because I, I'm haven't reached that level of the game yet. So pe- I feel like the people that are complaining are really like they're complaining about the end game more than anything, um, and it's more minute things like the resistance is kind of being broken or certain. I don't know. What have you seen online, Jack? Honestly, are those like canonical related thing, like like stuff in the game world? No, it's all mechanics. Oh, so, okay. so like a big when when playing games like like Diablo, um, th- there's going to be a lot of toxicity in in any sort of online forums, and in most video games, at least from what it seems like, if you go onto a forum of the game, you're going to get people. Who are going to be mostly complaining because that's kind of what forums are kind of designed for people to give feedback but then it just you know spirals and so on and so forth mm-hmm. but um for some reason there is just such a and and this might just be anecdotal but there's just such a extra level to it in, in diablo 4 i think because there are a lot of people who are who were or are enjoying the game for what it is mm-hmm but then, like the really extreme, I guess people who are vocal about it are like just not happy. I don't think all of it's warranted. I think a lot of it is bandwagoning. A hundred percent. Yeah, but but there are other people that do make valid criticisms. Like I was shocked when I saw the Act Man make a video titled "Why Does Diablo Four or Why Is Diablo Four So Bad?" And <laughs> I normally agree with most of his takes. But I thought he was pretty off base in that video for a couple things. So there were a couple things he touched on that I think were valid. But I feel like it really just stems from a difference in what people value coming into games. And this really isn't a Diablo 4 episode. It's more kind of an, uh, uh, an excuse for us to kind of just tackle the idea of what is it that people value from video games? What do they prefer to experience what do they what's the best way to play a what's game? the best way to play a game which is a subjective question yeah. but i think we're just gonna kind of have a conversation what what do the three of us value and maybe we'll come to some kind of an understanding of it meta like meta analysis you know in terms of, of games right that's what i mean not uh, like because yeah diablo's not the only game that's had this issue 
you know no, um, absolutely not despite, it's it's very apparent in many rpgs just just in general lots of class-based stuff with, with yeah skills and mechanics and, and loot and like that whole like grind cycle of of acquiring better stuff to kill more things to acquire better stuff that type of I don't know. Would you? There's a term I think for that type of game, like like a loot, loot shooter, loot shooter dungeon or crawler. dungeon, yeah, like that. That that lineage of game is more prone to people trying to optimize how they play the game. And what do you mean by that? Uh, spend the least amount of time getting the most amount of stuff by having qualities, skills, and setups or builds. This is probably the most common term for their character um, that takes advantage of the implicit game mechanics the best. You know, things that are... Uh, one that I can think of is uh, Borderlands 3? Or is it 2? No, it's 3. Uh, where there was the, one of the early optimized builds, especially for killing bosses, was the hell was his name it was like the sniper class he was the robot guy pro zd voiced him really? uh, oh uh, i see i never played borderlands 3. 3 yeah oh shit yeah he voiced uh one of the playable like classes that's cool um, he deserves he's a good pro he zd is, is fucking no, he is amazing good. but it was like the boss melter build for so like everything else paled in comparison to to this particular build which was optimized for doing singular repetitive damage to one target um, as fast as possible. At possible, <laughs> possible, <laughs> mamma mia! <laughs> Fettuccine linguini. So optimizing is 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 if the goal of the game is to beat a thing. I get it. Spaghettification. Yeah, is I want to beat the thing the fastest, or I want to beat these things the fastest. Right. By by taking advantage of of things in the game and in in the most efficient way, things that say abilities that compound each other or that. Uh, complement each other and, right. and and so on and so forth game dependent and I, I i do find myself so to give like a example to like more more illustrate exactly what you know that means really if you're playing a game like diablo 4 or hell even like maybe a game like I, I, let's stick with diablo 4 because that's the one i can think of off the top of my head if i want to play a class and i want to be a role because it's a role-playing game at the end of the day mm. right and I want to build a class around poison. Let's just say poison is a weak. Let's just say it was weaker in this towards the end game than the other skills. I'll be more inclined to to start moving away from poison builds then. Or mm. I think another example is when I started building the sorcerer, I wanted to just light shit on fire. Like I just wanted to be solely fire. It's not really feasible because it it's not able it, it you're not able to keep up you with, doesn't scale as well doesn't as other scale as well yeah skills and, then, and abilities whatever so there's like an implicit like which that is a valid criticism right if you well, want yeah. to be able to build your class a certain way and the developers tout hey there's so many different ways for you to build your character well if this specific build that i've made is not feasible towards the late game then no not really if i'm going to be funneled down into a set build path you know of right. five or six different skills that overpower all the rest of them. And no, not really. Right. So but that I totally understand. And part of the criticism from the Diablo community is that, but they're taking it to an extreme. They're saying that there's only 
two viable builds. That is not true. But that that's 100% not true. And that's where I think you can go on the other side of the line and say, I can either optimize the fun out of this game or I can do what I, I want to do, ignore the noise. And like there was a comment I, I read um, and it was essentially saying, well, yeah, I, I did this in the end game, uh, this build of mine that I did and it's because I don't watch any streamers and I open my mind to other things. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, like, if you look at a macro perspective of like all the people are, are a lot of builds just not being used because it's not what the big streamers are doing, which I wouldn't be surprised. The, the streaming culture has kind of taken over gaming at this point in such a huge way. But people don't play the game and have fun anymore. Or their definition of fun has changed from what... I think it's they, different. Different people have different kinds of fun or what they deem as enjoyable. Like we have a friend. Right. Uh, Ryan. Right. Yeah. 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 He, like, he's not super... He's not like toxic in that way at all, but he very much like plays lots of games even if it's tabletop games and things he's a, a very yeah optimized way he wants to like do the most damage and be have the most effective character not one that has like a diverse portfolio of of, yeah. uh, of abilities and things like that or wants to role play a certain way or just enjoys these for the nature of right. ability um I think and, uh, to give an example, yeah. me and Ryan play a game called Seven Days to Die. It's a horrible game. I think we've talked about it before, <laughs> but it's I. Well, we several hundred hours it. into it, horrible. Uh, game. Several, yeah. several hundred yeah. hours into it, horrible <laughs> game. Horribly made. You yeah, put, yeah, yeah. That's qualifier. a different qualifier. Yeah. yeah. Um, Happy accident. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, let's say it's is you know survival zombie game. You know, one of those old tropes, but. If you go into like a point of interest, like a house or a mansion or whatever, each point of interest is going to have like a, a something they did really well is they have like almost like a path they want you to follow through the house to then get to the end of the of the the dungeon. Sure, yeah, they're like little <laughs> mini dungeons almost because at the end there's like a big stash of um, materials, materials or weapons or whatever to kind of reward you and me. I will go through that full path because like in my head, like that's part of the game. That's part of like, well, Ryan will just build up. If it's on the, he's like, it's probably on the roof <laughs> builds up to it. And then <laughs> that is exactly what Ryan yeah. would do. I can, I can imagine it now. <laughs> yeah. Um, like there was, there was one the other day where um, okay. he's like, can I just like, it was easy to, to get into actually like the, it was a garage but the doors were locked and you couldn't break through them because they had like they were extremely strong, whatever. So you had to go into the house, up, down into the, uh, into to the hole in the ground, across like a little creek and whatever. It was very well done how they did that. But then we went back to do it again, and he just walked through the garage door because it was open this time. Instead of instead of going doing, through it, yeah. The and the reason it was open because he he exploited it almost in a way. So it's like yeah. okay whatever yeah but part of me is like kind of ruining it for me a little bit but mm. i'm like well i can still go through it i just won't get the shit at the end we already got it yeah but that's how he has his fun that's how he get he, he likes to be efficient he likes to be you know yeah yeah, no, yeah. efficient I, is the right word i yeah. think the best way i could illustrate the disparity between players is probably like me and my brother <laughs> yeah 
my brother is exactly like Ryan. He's a min-maxer. He, he wants to optimize the shit out of his build and get through it as quickly as possible. He was playing... Me and him were both playing Diablo. Separate games, but like we were both playing at the same time. And he was... Every like, you know, 30 minutes, he'd come into my room and he's like, oh, I'm level 10. Oh, I'm level 30. Oh, I'm level 50. I'm like, excuse me? I just leveled up th- four times. How did you go through 50 levels in an afternoon? And he's like, just running through nightmare dungeons. I'm with my friends. They're just running me through nightmare dungeons. I was like, is that fun? Is it? Is that fun to go through the game that quickly? And like, I it be, so so me. Just to get the big number. <clears throat> I guess, yeah. Uh-huh. But but I've repeatedly said on this podcast, when in reference to like Diablo games, play them slowly, talk to the NPCs, immerse yourself in the world a little bit more. And I think I figured out why that is and why that's so important to me when I play games now is I used to play Diablo 2 with my dad when I was a very young kid maybe I was young I don't know I was still wearing like pajamas with little sailboats on them I still do that yeah I was young (laughs) Um, and I obviously was not smart enough to understand all the mechanics of the game and really optimize my build i had no idea what any of that stuff meant i just wanted to play with the flashy colors and and shoot spells at people so my dad would be there to like protect me but he was obviously older he wanted to make sure that his build was effective so he would spend a lot of time sitting in town going through all the like you know the the different vendors and going through like so that gave you gems and everything so i was just kind of sitting there because i didn't want to run around on my own one because it was a little scary yeah and two i didn't know what i was doing so what i would do during that time is i would talk to the npcs Mm -hmm. and i would just kind of immerse myself that way just by at least getting to have a little bit of fun on my own right while he's off you know working on his build and then we would, you know, jump back in the portal together and continue the game. And I think that stuck with me. And that's why I'm in love with the world building in these games. I'm in love with the setting and the tone. And <clears throat> it sucks because even even somebody like you, you've you've said the NPCs, they talk so fucking slow. So you don't right. you don't play that way either. I just so I, I also can't, have ADHD. When I, when I play with other people, <laughs> so do I though. <laughs> no, I know. But so when I play with other people, I can't play the game that way. <clears throat> So I love to get immersed that way. My my thing is with like with NPCs talking, I read I do this in every game. Like even games that I follow dialogue in, I just I I read it because like Yeah. I as much as like I try to listen to them, I'm like I already know what you just said. Skip. <laughs> um and that's just like me. I I think half of the game the problem is that everybody just looks at like the numbers and the end game content mm-hmm. and just doing the dungeons. But being in town is such a significant part of the game. You need to go there repeatedly to sell all your equipment, to refine your build, to get other quests. Like it is a massive part of the game, which is why they put so much care and effort into the voice acting and designing mm-hmm. all the different towns. It's just so much that people don't even care about it feels like the game is designed around and this is where i think there's a disconnect as well because a lot of the players are playing it like it's uh, in a way that it's not designed for i guess like the game is designed not to be i I guess they they spend most of their time focusing on that journey from level one to 100 but most people are playing it as 
the only thing that really matters is 70 to 100 or 80 to 100 and then everything that happens there which mm-hmm. is fine that's how a lot of games are played nowadays I play it like that myself, but maybe not Diablo because I haven't gotten that high, but... I feel like my game ends kind of around level 50 because I, I, I just... I'm not as interested in well that, that that's grinding a... for the sake of grinding just to get to that higher level because it's like, okay, well, I've, I've, I've done what I wanted to do out of the game now. Now it's just, what, grinding dungeons repeatedly for the sake of grinding dungeons? And I don't want to do that over and over again just for the hell of it. Then that's, the, that's probably the... A more a larger majority of people that don't care for the game are the ones that will be spending most of their time, most of their playtime over the lifetime of the game, in those higher levels where they're doing grinding right. related stuff, and, mm-hmm. and where you're not, you're explicitly not, as you just stated, you like the the build up through the initial port, like you know, portion of the game from start to finish, and then excluding the end game grind repetition. Um, and I think I fall somewhere in the middle where I don't, I don't like grindy kind of stuff really, at least not anymore. I, I was probably more favorable to it when I was younger, but I'm less now. Uh, but I won't spend all, I usually won't spend every second, like, talking to every single person and looking at every little nook and cranny, but I'll look a good amount and I'll try to explore in different ways. And I think it's part of it is because I like need novel experiences. So what I mean by that is if I talk to a person and they, whatever, tell me an interesting story or cool. Okay. But then if I feel like I need to continue talking to them repeatedly over and over and over and over and I'm and it's just for the sake of like a game mechanic or like I just have to go back to them or maybe on the off chance that they have some new information for me I'll be less likely to do it because I'm just I'm having the same right. kind of conversations with the same fucking person and so I'll uh, can I you give an example wanna... of that because like I'm like, trying to think of like so I mean maybe not with a dialogue related stuff right. but okay a recent example is playing Tears of the Kingdom, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Which with, I did start playing. Which you did, and I'm very, I'm very, I'm very glad. You made uh, a stick stick already, right? <laughs> I did make stick stick, yes. Okay, good. I am still playing it. I just got the third sage. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I also made rock shield. I have, I have all five sages. Yeah, I didn't know there was five until like yesterday when I accidentally like found the, Googled found something. Oh. <laughs> There was four, um, and I have no idea where the fifth one's going to come from. Did you finish all the memories yet? No, I didn't. I well, have so I think, beaten it yet? No. I think there's one no. per region in the map. Yes, there's one per region that you discover, yeah, yeah. and I there were three regions I had not gone to at all. I just went to one of them, um, so I got to find that one, and then gotcha. the next two I'm going to yeah, find. Yeah. But I found every other one that okay. I've explored. But what were you saying? But um, I play it often with my girlfriend Justina and we have very different ways of playing the game (laughs) (laughs) where she in every section of the map in every little town will 
like circle around and collect every single like mushroom on the ground item talk to every person at least three times to exhaust all dialogue options then recheck anything that fucking regrew in the time they took you to talk <laughs> like and just so meticulous and tedious in going to every single thing and it so and sometimes probably, it drives what me I would do. <laughs> it drives me up a fucking wall and I, like it's fine in, in the grand scheme of things it's fine i don't really have that big a problem with it but like i can't do that right it's so mundane i hate repetitive sh- things even in like you know jobs or any task if it's like a repetitive almost mindless task at that point where you're just doing that i i i lose my shit yeah. i go insane i hate it um where i guess other people sometimes find comfort in in repetitive familiar actions i, I would say most most people, she's definitely like that you would hate the american workforce then I, I do. I have. <laughs> <laughs> I have hated it greatly. But like like she'll when we were talking one just as a tangential but related note, when we were talking one night and she like wasn't you know, she was upset or whatever, and I, I grabbed like a bowl of napkins and I put it on the table and then while she was talking, she a like bowl took, of napkins. You know, like above my microwave. Yes. She took every single of like the three hundred that were there and organized them. What? By yeah. size, like, by color. Or, yeah. Well, that's like, just while like, we were talking. And that's I'm just like, like OCD, I feel like. Well, no, no, no it's that's not just, that she it, needs a, a compulsion to have it organized, but like it, it calms her. It, it's something It's very to comforting do. to do those types of very okay. repetitive, tedious tasks. So like, that's like, we're not- And for, like, I'm not. I can't yeah. do that. I mean, for me, like I, I make phone calls for hours, but at, at, for what I do for work. So like I have, I usually have like, I have one of those old fidget cubes mm-hmm. that were a trend for a while. I will have that in my hand. Just fucking around with that while I'm making phone calls. To I people. currently have a screwdriver that I'm fidgeting with. As you guys, I thought there was talking. a lighter. Honestly, no, no, it's like I don't know. My mom, yeah, my mom, like with when it comes to money in her wallet. When I have money in my wallet, I have it organized by value. So I have yeah. the ones in front, twenties right. in the back, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but my mom takes it to like a whole nother level where it has to be in value order, but it also has to be facing the same way and it needs to be, can't be upside down. Like it needs to be all facing the, the right yeah. orientation. I, 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 like that's yeah. just too much. If, if the number's on the top and the bottom for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, and it, on the front end back. And on the front end back. I feel like that's at least a part that plays into the way people play games. You know, the way they interface with life is the way they play games. And I... I don't play games to optimize them. Really. How do like so? I guess what's what? I play to have fun, but I guess people have fun. People have fun ways. in different I ways. I like trying different things. How many times do we have to things? fucking say it? Video games are, are not, not fun. Fun. So I, yeah. an example, something that I, <laughs> something that I can think of with this kind of problem that game developers have, of how do you make a game that people play? The way you want it, like the you have a vision when you create a game, you have to make sure people in either a enjoy that vision, and if they don't, but they still enjoy the game, like maybe the mechanic, like like the vision for Diablo Four is not what is being played right now. I'm I'm imagining I'm imagining the way that they wanted people to play it. I think they set themselves up for failure a little bit because that is the way that the end game in Diablo Three was kind of designed with the the rifts the greater rifts right and that I, I, was the end game of diablo 3 it was much more straightforward there's a lot of different things you can do in diablo 4 but in diablo 3 it was like once you beat the main story that was it until they added the adventure mode and mm-hmm. the adventure mode was kind of just doing bounties here and there 
and then the greater riffs. Right. You just ran those over and over, so you would just optimize your build to run them faster and faster. But there was no real like goal at the end of it. It was just doing it for the sake of optimizing your build and doing it faster. So like I in games like that in like Diablo, I like the feeling of getting stronger. Yes. Like that's there that itself is rewarding itself to is is see self improvement yeah. exactly. through your actions. I don't yeah. see self improvement in my life, so I have to see it in <laughs> games. <laughs> yes. Um oh no. Uh but but then a a game like World of Warcraft. The way that I played it was strictly end game. Because no okay, I actually that's not true. Mm, see, I don't know. I'd say mostly true because Whenever the, a new expansion came out back in the day, I would be frustrated because I'd be like, I have to play another 10 levels before I reach endgame. You know, I have to go through the process of going through all the re- the new regions and blah, blah, blah. There was a few expansions that I loved doing that, but still, I spent more time at the end of the game in PvP, build, you know, being the build, but the being the build that I wanted being to the be. Bill. <laughs> but... In here's another thing as well. In Diablo's case, where they want you to have build variety, World of Warcraft they didn't really care about that. There was only there was not really many build variety because there was, was that was that because of like just lack of options or was it like it a lack of viability of of certain things? Lack of viability and like variation really because like back in the day you used to have like a real skill tree. Or a talent tree, they called it, where you would buy, you can go down the whole tree. Blah, blah, blah. But nowadays, it's literally one of three options every 10 levels, mm. right? And then usually there's like one or two of those three options that are better. So like most people go down that to begin with. Right. And then they, like over the years, they've simplified it so much that it's not nearly like Diablo it, with the severe, comp- highly complicated uh, math system, essentially. Good. But... Yeah, good. It's, it was still fun in a different way. You know, the, the way that even myself, I myself had fun in a game like World of Warcraft versus Diablo 4 were completely different. In World of Warcraft, were you enjoying the the having to cycle through endgame content and I guess to do a little bit of that grind just to get better weapons to do the grind? Like, was it that reward cycle that you enjoyed or did you actually enjoy like playing the game and just like whatever the actions you were doing in the game, I, you just enjoyed it? I enjoyed it. playing the game and being the character and the mechanics that i wanted to be okay everything else kind of sucked sometimes yeah Yeah. i had a very poor experience with what you described with your brother yeah where he was like oh my friends are like effectively boosting me up playing these nightmare dungeons oh god with uh the division the division Division, i was gonna say Yeah. yeah I because that's what happened with us yeah because we were so excited to get you to the end game content that you guys that we were, just kind of rushed you through everything yeah so yeah because I, I had bought it later than you guys like a couple months or something like that mm-hmm. and i think you you were still playing every now and then and yeah it was particularly i think i was with ryan who has a habit of especially if you're not up his level he's just like yeah no 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 we'll just throw you in we'll get you there and it's like that that's not fun a lot of the time to just like pull me through something i'm scrambling to understand how the fucking game works yeah. and I'm not. I can't stop to like enjoy what. Uh, can't is smell in the, the roses. World. Yeah, effectively. Yeah, I can't stop to smell the roses because I'm just being pulled up to, fucking 
God and Satan's level. Yeah. Um, and we were boosting through the game, like just like going through the levels, trying to get me out, trying to get me the better gear. And I, I was just not enjoying that at all. I, I couldn't take the time to get engrossed in the game to really like understand the mechanics and it, it, it was just so off-putting. I never played the game really after that. Yeah, it really kind of just it, soured it your completely outlook. Tainted it, yeah. Not even your experience, but just your outlook on the game itself was the probably associated ruined. associated memory, mm. yeah. Just, yeah. Just, uh, I would say Division 2, because uh, that was prone in Division 1 because of the way that they designed it. You know, like you could not play with people lower level. Like yeah. it's just, but nowadays there's the scaling stuff in games, like even Diablo, like, at a certain point, it gets kind of ridiculous. Like, uh, I think when you and your father were playing on, like, two lower-level characters. Yeah. But then I was, like, 20 levels higher than you. Yeah. I felt I didn't want to do that to you guys by just, like, killing fucking through everything. Yeah. But then I also didn't want to just sit there. So I felt bad, right? I felt bad for, for everyone in that situation. Right. Um, But it's getting better and better because, like, even recently, you know, I was level 50, you were 46. I was 41 when 41. we started playing yesterday. Yeah, and <laughs> we were able I, to... I basically caught up to you. Right. Yeah. Um, But I didn't overpower everything. No, I, I thought I thought it was pretty balanced. Yeah. And even my, my build was working pretty well because I think you brought me through the capstone dungeon and I was maybe 10 levels or so yeah. lower than the recommended. I think you were still like doing as much damage as I me. was doing pretty good. <laughs> I, you know, I want to say that maybe patience has something to do with it. Your level 100%. of patience oh, yeah. with things in general. Totally. I've been getting more patient as I've got, I'm, I say this like I'm 80 years old. <laughs> I've been getting more patient as I'm getting older. Um, and getting medicated, but, um, <laughs> two, two separate, two separate, things. two separate issues. Um, wisdom amphetamines. Yeah. Are great things. <laughs> <laughs> wisdom and amphetamines. Hey, that's how the fucking enlightenment was a thing. It was coffee, amphetamines, and, uh, fucking thinking, you know, we went from, uh, those are just your core attributes. Well, yeah. <laughs> wisdom and amphetamines. Yeah. But I, I say that, or I, I think of that now thinking of the experiences like like the division and other stuff where borderlands and games where there the, if there's a discrepancy it's not as viable to play together with other people in terms of like this level of gear discrepancy and like playing with ryan where he would like if there is a discrepancy he'll try and you know help you push you up as fast as possible but i think it's out of impatience like he doesn't want yeah. he doesn't like to wait for mm -hmm. things and, yeah. and I mean, I can be like that. I, I'm, I can, I'm probably yeah. impatient, like with Justina waiting for her to fucking talk to everyone eighty thousand times and they tears the kingdom. But that affects whether you want to take the time to like engross yourself in a world, or you just want to you want to get the the biggest number, best stuff as fast as possible. Yeah. So I'll tell a story because Ryan and I used to play Grand Theft Auto a lot, and we fell down the microtransaction hole pretty hard. <laughs> But the way we used to justify it was, so I was still waiting tables at this time. So I was making pretty good money, like tending bar and everything. And he was, I forgot where he was working. He, was, he might've still been with Honda uh, at Lexus. that point. Lexus. Lexus. Yeah. Lexus. Yeah. Um, and the way we used to justify it was, well, we could grind the game for, you know, five, six hours to make the money or... I could just pick up an extra shift at work <laughs> and 
I get mean, the twenty dollars for the microtransaction. Yeah, like an hour of actual work, or an hour of yeah, actual work, or, or six hours of of playing the game. And how fucked is that? It's that, really not. How, no, it it's it's totally makes sense when you yeah. think about it. But at the same time, how fucked is it that the game is so unenjoyable to play that you would rather? Right. Work a pay, real job. Work a real job <laughs> and pay money to not play the game. Right. Like, that's how, phrasing it that that's way. That's how yeah. bad it is. That's that true. it's gotten into <laughs> our subconscious at this point. I think that that's where uh, uh, that's where something like the grinding of ga- video games can become more of an addiction. And like this is where there, there's a there's a developer. He was the developer of the civilization. One of the head developers of Civilization series, uh, Sid Meier. He has a quote of, it's like, one of the responsibilities of a game developer, it wasn't the exact quote, but he essentially said the responsibility of a game designer is to protect the player from themselves. You don't want them optimizing the fun out of a game. You don't want them, like, avoiding what the central systems are. Like, XCOM had this this issue in one of the older games where they, they wanted people taking, like, high risks because that's how you get, like, the best, you know, blah, blah. But many people ended up not doing that because the the trade off ended up not being worth it or whatever. Um, and that's you can fall into a trap almost of like GTA. You guys loved playing it, but it got to a point where you were trying to play it like it was golf. You wanted like golf. You fucked up sport because you want to play golf as little as possible. Yeah, <laughs> right. I didn't even right. think about that. <laughs> so, That's a good point. so if you if your game starts becoming golf, I feel like there's a problem. I that's that's like <sighs> the whole game is designed to to funnel you into buying more microtransactions because every content update is introduces new ways for you to grind the game to make money, yeah. new rewards for your umpteen hours you have to spend to get the money to get those rewards yeah so it's it's fun like if you're again if you're a role player like Mm -hmm. i am i kind of had fun with it thinking i I enjoyed that that um that feeling of growing from somebody who when i started the game had like a hundred dollars in his pocket and a pistol right you had to steal your first car you had nothing to your name to slowly over time amassing this criminal empire and now i have you know i got all these businesses on this side we've got a cargo import export uh we we deal with weapons manufacturing over here like it's it's cool to to see all of that grow but at the same time the core experience is relatively the same you're just introducing new ways for the players to grind content Mm -hmm. and deliver it's literally, it's still a cargo transport mission, except now it's not called cocaine. Now it's called assault rifles. Right. right? You know, so it's... At what at what point does it become... Like, when do you guys... Maybe, maybe after a short break, we'll answer a question. When do you guys realize you've crossed a line from enjoyment to, you I, know, like... Yeah. A, enjoyment to chore? I'll ponder that. Yeah, oh, I, I've I've had some of those I think experiences where it's like, am I really, am I really enjoying this anymore? I feel yeah. like I'm doing it just because I feel like I need to do it, or like it's an obligation, right? Or Definitely. like, or oh, I don't want to fall behind, you know. But uh, like, how do you know when you? F- so yeah, yeah, after the break, let's uh, answer that question. All right.
See you in a in a smidgen. I want to know how that sounded. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how that sounded. My MacBook can handle anything. No. We were at the theater the other day, and they were going over Dolby Atmos, and I was like, "It's nothing, and nothing a MacBook can't handle." <laughs> we saw Oppenheimer last week. Was yeah. it last week? I think it was two weeks ago at this point. Or maybe two weeks ago. And I had two main takeaways from it. One, I can't believe Josh Peck started the nuclear arms race. And two, I can't believe they made an entire three-hour movie based off of Nuketown. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna disconnect this microphone. <laughs> oh, you're back. recording. Oh, hi. Yeah, welcome. Oh, wait, we're recording. Yeah, <laughs> baby. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Welcome back. Welcome. <laughs> this is how my friends treat me when you're not around, guys. <laughs> Dismissed. I plead the fucking fifth. <laughs> What were we talking about? So the, uh, oh, before yeah, the, we left, I asked the question: How do you know when you're when? Uh, how do you guys determine or know or realize when you, a game goes from enjoyable to a chore? When it feels like a job, like the same set, the same. <laughs> you just answered the question with the fucking question. <laughs> well, okay, so Reverse psychology, <laughs> throw that shit right back well, at him. Is there anything specific you can think of that like sticks out as like why, or is it just like maybe our maybe the neurons in our brains are just like sick of it? Maybe it's all physiological. So I've had moments in games where like I feel uh, I don't really want to like do this section. I don't want to do this thing in the game, but like I have to, or it'll progress things, and then. And then after doing that, like, I overcome that, and then I start enjoying the game, whatever else I'm doing in it. Um, and so when it's not a consistent feeling in my whole playtime of the game of uh, not resentment, but just, like, I, I'm trying to think of the right... Indifference? In, I guess indifference or a... a, a, a building feeling of like aversion like i don't really want to be doing this right now and that doesn't go away or that's repeated over the times that i come back to the game um then that's one indicator another is if it's a game that i often play with people and the only reason i'm playing it is because other people are playing it then that's another good indicator that i don't actually enjoy this game and i don't want to be playing it is that how you feel with seven days to die that's an interesting question. <laughs> because the relationship yeah. status. Well, no, it's complicated. Because like that's a good point, but I feel like sometimes like the 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 social aspect of gaming is like to me like the, one of the most important parts. Um, that's just how I'm wired. I'm I, mm-hmm. I'm like one of those people who have severe social anxiety, but I need to be in a social setting. Um, but like with Seven Days to Die, for example, really the only time I ever played it is with. With yeah, Ryan. I don't play it on my own either. I play with him. But I would still say I really enjoy it. No, I I, I have definitely, like, I, I do enjoy it. I think, like, the, the last time or two since it's been a while, like, I just really wasn't feeling up to it, but I was willing to try and get into it. Um, 
And like I enjoy aspects of it, but that's enough. That's a game that the grinding aspect that I see about it is not something that I enjoy that much anymore. Like, right, just having to you know, go and mine shit and so, then come back and put whatever amount of materials in the forge and then go back and do just like those repetitive actions to building a material so that you can advance your game. That gameplay loop. So I'm not as a kid. You don't like Minecraft anymore? I was just about to say. Choose your next words very, and, very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> Minecraft is an interesting Phenomena. case. Yeah, because I don't... Well, one, okay, one thing I will say is that even though it has a similar gameplay loop, I and most of us come back to it every, like, year. <laughs> it's like... It's, <laughs> It's like migrating to the south for birds. It's yeah. like you just—it's a thing you do every year because you feel it, like you just you get that urge. Yeah, and then you do it, and then you're fine, and then you don't play the game for another year or six months. Well, yeah, and I was gonna mention that too because even in those cases where I play a game to death and it starts to get repetitive and annoying, it doesn't mean that I dislike the game. It just means I think I need to take a break from this. Mm-hmm. So I'll put the game on the shelf for a little while and play something different. But that doesn't mean like, oh, the game is bad. I don't like the game. I'm not going to play it anymore. It just means, hey, I need a break from this. I need to do something different. And then I'll come back to it, you know, six months later, and I'll have fun all over again. It doesn't need to be, it, like, for me, it doesn't need to be a completely novel experience. It just needs to be something that hasn't been in front of me constantly for the last, you know, su- three su- weeks. Super like, novel. Like Payday. Yeah. I was obsessed with Payday for like a month. And then after a while, I was doing the same heists over and over again, and I started to think, out. okay, I think I need to take a break. Otherwise, by the time Payday 3 comes out, I'm just not going to be interested at all. Mm. So I would bounce back and forth between that and Diablo. And that, I think, kind of let the... It let me... It sustained my interest for both of those games for a little bit longer because they are both wildly, wildly different. So jumping back and forth between them was two very different gameplay experiences, and it kind of held off that burnout for a little bit longer. But even after a while, I was starting to kind of feel like, all right, if I don't have, you know, maybe Nick or or Alec to play with me, I'm just not going to play this for a little while because it's just a little bit too much. Yeah. And it's the same case with Minecraft. Yeah. There are some games, though, that, like, I've never had the urge to come back to, and I guess those are games that I whatever enjoyment I had out of them was had, and that was it. Um, that's sad. I mean, that's fine. You have to, you, Just because you buy a game doesn't mean you have to play it forever. You play it and you enjoy it. You know, whatever amount of time you get out of it. I have trouble letting things go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have trouble holding on to things. <laughs> the duality of man. <laughs> See, it's tough to to really pinpoint a lot of like the transition, you know, between like, oh, this is when I like it, this is when I don't. This is, you know. When you play a game like, when you play a game like Skyrim, you know, some people will play that to like optimize builds and things mm-hmm. like that versus the plethora of role playing capacities there are in the game. How do you play the game? I'm assuming. Can you, you play... rep- wait, can you repeat the question? I'm sorry. <laughs> You How said, do you play Skyrim? How do I play Skyrim? I haven't played Skyrim in a couple of years now. Okay, so but, there you go. <laughs> but <laughs> that's I, how you have fun with Skyrim. No, you don't play it. Skyrim, I used to kind of 
you can't really optimize something like that. Maybe you can. <laughs> it's already but, unoptimized. Yeah, but um, I would just kind of stumble upon whatever I found that interested me the most. And I would have like a list of 30 plus side quests that like I initiated but never actually followed through on because I would read them and be like, eh, I don't know, it doesn't sound super interesting. Yeah. But then I would get hyper fixated on certain quest lines like um like the Thieves Guild or the the Dark Brotherhood, that that Assassin's Guild. Right. Yes. Those were super interesting and that those like alone took probably like a month of playtime each of me just doing that kind of content. But even after a while, even with that like the Thieves Guild, there's only so many times you can, you know, break into somebody's house to 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 steal a locket or something and then yeah. bring it back to the Thieves Guild. And after a while, it starts to kind of feel like you you almost like you there would be a point where I knew exactly where I needed to go, where I needed to hand it in, and I could like speed run it almost because I knew the shortcuts, how to get to the how to get to the place a little bit faster and I could cut corners here and there. Optimize. Yeah, 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 I guess so. I think we're, we're. I think we're all. I think every gamer, gamer, every person who plays games, everybody who does, they, they're going to be guilty of optimizing at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I find myself even in things I enjoy doing, where I'll be like, "Oh, I got to do this to, I got to do this, or I don't want to do this right now," and like I'll just keep, I'll keep going through it. Like hell, even in, in Diablo, sometimes I have to remind myself, like. Not remind myself. I'm not forcing myself to do something, but I got to say, if I don't want to do this, don't don't do it. Yeah. Um, I have, no. The, so in that case, I think there's this uh, two components to, to this, where you optimize or made more efficient that task because you are, I maybe running away is too strong of a term, but you are moving away from a tedious kind of negative experience because you're just doing the same thing over and over. So you're, you're moving away from something negative where other people will optimize their stuff because they want to get more stuff. They want that reward cycle. So they're chasing something, that positive feeling. So you were coming away from, you're, you're trying to do it to get away from that, the negativity where other people are doing it because they're chasing that, that dopamine, that positivity. Mm. So it's like two different sides of the same coin in, I, in that respect. I would do it. I'll bring it back to Grand Theft Auto because I would I eventually caved and I bought that stupid flying motorcycle that broke the game for what the like years the oppressor oppressor mark 2 and I loved it I didn't use it to troll people like I never harass people that's not how I play games but knowing that you could knowing that I could is a power <laughs> trip but I would just use it to get around the map faster and it it got to the point where I almost stopped driving cars completely because it was just faster to hop on the bike and fly anywhere. So I literally optimized the auto out of Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> I find... That's funny. I, and I think that goes back once again to like game developers failing to balance, balance their, their, their ambitions. Because... It's it, hard to balance. It's shit, hard. Bro. It's really hard. I... I can't. I personally am not a game developer. I can't imagine being a developer um, and having to to balance. I I have a hard time balancing a single person's emotions in in like having them do something. 
I can't imagine balancing an entire player base yeah. of like, listen, guys, this is this is my vision. Do what you want with it. Yeah, think right. of Smash. Yeah, with a whole roster of completely different characters and completely different kinds of approaches to their abilities and functions and things, and having to balance that. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that Smash is an interesting case because the original vision of Smash was a party game. Yeah, it wasn't meant to be. It was a big extremely Nintendo competitive. Origin. Yeah. With with um a great balance at a high at the high skill ceiling, it was but just yeah. That's what fun. it came to. That's what yeah. That's a very common like thing with Smash is people you know co play competitively, and a lot of people in this optimization efficiency mindset funnel into like oh you can only play viably these whatever right. five or ten characters, and anyone else is shit. And and that it's like you're limiting. I f I see it as limiting the kind of I can't. I need to find another word for experience, but limiting the kind of experience that you're gonna have with the game. And and some people take it even a step further. Think of um, Overwatch. Mm. Have you ever seen those videos where? the person recording will pick a certain character and their entire team will be yeah. like, yo, don't play Hanzo. Don't play I, this yeah, character. We need, somebody, we need somebody that's a little bit more useful. Don't play this guy. It's like, <laughs> dude, right. come on. And it's Let like, the guy play the game. I... They're not playing to have fun. Games are, are not, not fun. <laughs> and that's part of me, like, I've fallen into that. Tra I, fall, I keep saying that because I've fallen into a lot of traps in gaming. Um, Halo. Uh, Halo Infinite when I, I was playing ranked and playing stuff. ranked and when I'm I, I can't it got to a point where I wasn't enjoying it Were like, you doing really, it like looking just... back on it. I'm like, I'm not enjoying this. No, because it becomes so stressful the the fear of losing matches almost outweighs yeah. the enjoyment that you get out of just playing the game Yeah, because you don't want it. You don't want to lose your rank the reward from winning is not like oh, yeah It's like I'm safe for another game. Yeah, Kinda like yeah type of feeling. That's how Halo 3 was yeah, believe it or not, it everybody was. remembers that. The, yeah. I didn't rank, play competitive. You could, I didn't play the multiplayer much. So. Even the social multiplayer, you could you could derank if you uh, lost enough matches. You would lose experience for games that you would lost. Would you lose experience in social? Yeah, because there was two different kinds of... You, there was the ranked playlists, right. Right. but then your your actual player rank, you would lose a point of experience right. yeah, for every true. match that you lost. See, Halo 3 had a very interesting ranking system because it was like you had all of your ranks... Which you can go up to just getting experience, but you would hit a cap, and then the only way to get to like, I think it was lieutenant and then colonel and then general and everything like that, you had to be a ranked. You had to have a certain rank oh. in ranked, and then your experience would only give you an extra like general one. You have to get to general two. You'd have to get experience, but yeah. to get to general one, you needed to have a rank. It's like it's just too it was, stressful. It was, it That's was. a chore. Yeah. That's a chore. Yeah. If it takes all, I don't know. Have, have either of you played Halo Infinite recently? No, not a couple months. No. They've added a lot of really good maps. Suppose, Are they like they? Forge created or community? But they're community created. They're, they're Forge created, but they're recreations of like Valhalla, Rat's uh -huh. Nest. Oh, check um, it out. There's a. I played one yesterday that was actually gorgeous. It was a recreation of actually a Halo CE map. It was beautiful. I don't know if it was even made in Forge because it was. If it was, it was really. Uh, you can do good. some pretty good stuff. It in was Forge. really good. I, we've talked about that before. I know, but um, I think. But they did introduce the actual traditional ranking system finally. Uh, yes, 
However, it's the rewards from it are not good. No, but I I never needed them to be. Okay. I always enjoyed just that feeling of growing towards that next rank. That was the reward for me, seeing okay. that next rank I and being that like, too. okay, I'm a sergeant. Yeah. Okay, I'm a colonel. Okay, I'm a general. That was the reward for me. I didn't need like armor attachments yeah. or things to be attached to it. That was always a nice bonus, but for me, it was always just chasing that next rank. Yeah. So that was something that was severely missing from Halo Infinite up until yes. this point. So the fact that it's back now might bring me back to the game. I, True. It's been a, a while. while, so I mean... It's kind of a too little, too late kind of deal, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm a right. sergeant grade two. I, mm. I didn't really play the competitive multiplayer. I just didn't play that multiplayer. I played like all the social and custom games. Yeah. And I mean, we, we, if anything, like I spend a lot of time on big team battle when I do play Halo. As I've gotten older, I've been less and less interested in competitive multiplayer, to be completely honest. Um, you don't play Call of Duty basically anymore, for example. I didn't play Modern Warfare 2 like at all. That, yeah, that's you, but you bought I it, bought though. it. I bought it for the campaign, and hopefully, if Spec Ops was going to be better, which, eh. eh, yeah, I did the campaign, which I thought was good, and I did maybe no joke three games of multiplayer. It's just way too. And then I, it, it I is way too. It. It's way too stressful. I uninstalled it's it, like, and not even, and it wasn't even like because it was bad. I just sweaty. It's sweaty, and I just haven't really been in in the mood to play sweaty anymore yeah. like i've been having way more fun just playing like single player or cooperative experiences than i think that's where i've been kind of moving towards as well like like destiny the only thing in destiny that i destiny 2 the only thing i ever really played in it or really enjoyed but then even that word doesn't really you don't even know what the, if that means what it, what, it, what it means was like the the pvp and i never touched the pvp Right. Ever. I right. did for a very short while because I got the Ace of Spades. Right. Well, and I just fucking one-tapped people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but then, like, you can go an extra layer. There In Destiny, there was a regular PvP, whatever. But then you had, like, I forget what all the names of it. You had, like, the Iron wolf, Wolves. Iron Wolves? Iron Banner. That's Iron Diablo. Banner. <laughs> right. Iron no, wolves. the Iron Banner. The Iron Banner, which was another, like a, like a, casual competitive you know kind of pvp and then you had the trials systems which were extremely competitive and it's like at that point like competition is good it's fun to an extent once it starts getting like once it's like weighing on you it's like you gotta like it's it's yeah. that's when you realize it's and, not enjoyable and the whole if that's you that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Everybody plays games differently, and that's really kind of the whole point of this episode is we're not trying to say what is the best way to play a game, but we're just trying to understand the different perspectives as to why people enjoy playing games the way that they do. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it changes over time. It does. Like, and even in with, within I yourself. I be pretty sweaty. I still am. I, I just, I'm just not interested anymore. Yeah. I... Um, there's an existential crisis almost when when playing video games is like a core hobby of yours, right? Yeah, I know. For me, it's it's one of the things that I I do the most. But like all my years, like why do I play them? Do I play them to have fun, or do I play them to just? Pass the time. Pass the time. Do I put like what? What? What's my reasoning for? 
I have had that internal battle at times where you say, when does it start to feel like a chore? I've had that mentality where if I wasn't playing or if I wasn't grinding towards anything in in any game, I would be sitting around thinking like I'm wasting time. Wasting like I, time, right? I could be I could be progressing towards the goals that I have in this game. Like and I'm not right now. And that was And a, that's not a good mindset to right. have. But, I mean and that, I that that was kind of like one of our first episodes that Halo Infinite's progression system that's kind of the core of what you're saying like you know we're not progressing towards anything we're wasting time it's it's a hard thing to talk like kind of talk to yourself about it you know honestly it's it's a good it's a good mindset and it's a bad mindset it's it's good in the aspect if you can take that mindset and translate it to the other aspects of your life well yeah that's good Right, you don't want to stagnate. You want to always feel like you know you're improving or progressing towards whatever it is in life that you're you're striving for. But if you if you just funnel it into that one little basket yes. and say, okay, I need to be playing video games twenty four seven, maybe right, maybe we need to take a little break. Maybe you should become a streamer and make millions of dollars. Maybe you should start a gaming podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, why do we do this podcast? This is one of my core Every hobbies. Every time I have yeah, to fucking wake up, I wonder. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you said 10 a.m. today, and I said there's no way he's going to get there at 10 a.m. Let's do 10.30. I, it was 11. You were still late. <laughs> no, I got here at 11.50. Yeah. 10.50. Thank you. So um, you were 50 minutes for your time, 20 minutes late for our time. Correct. Yeah. 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 Nice. <laughs> yeah. You're like my clients. Yeah, you're late to every meeting. <laughs> no respect for my time. <laughs> I've stopped scheduling meetings with people because nine times out of ten they will not remember. Yeah. No, no. That's so that, that's weird. Not remember versus just like be late. Like they're just well, like, e- either they don't remember or they just yes you to death on the phone and. Well, yeah. yeah. Like I'll. It, it's, it becomes a problem because I'll block time out of my schedule to have a phone call with somebody and then I'll call them and they just don't answer. And I'll never hear from them again. So it's like I'll, I'll say, "Hey, what time works for you?" I will. I'll shoot you a text or just text me when you're ready, and I'll call you. Yeah. I'm not gonna like take my lunch earlier in the day so that I can schedule a call with you at three o'clock that you don't answer. For. <laughs> That's fair. I think there's one game, one type, rather. There is of one game. game in the whole world. Period. <laughs> Super Mario Bros. 2. Best game ever made. Game of the year, baby! (laughs) No, there's one type of game that I am okay with grinding and repeating, even though it is the same experience, really. And that's racing games. Oh. What what did you think I was going to say? I thought it was going to be that... uh, What was the game you talked about recently? SnowRunner? Oh. That's a racing game. I mean, kind of. That's a that can be a quite a mundane type of game almost, but um, but no, I mean I guess semi connected. But racing games because they're outside of the like oh I played a race okay here's a fucking eight hundred thousand dollar Lamborghini go have fun. Out of those like rewards of just random stuff that you get, I which I I, I just don't give a shit about. I like seeing the incremental improvement in my skill over time due to like practice or tuning 
uh, knowledge. or having a yeah a better implicit understanding of the vehicle, and I you know you you'll, you'll I'll run a track whatever five ten times just seeing oh I I could take this corner better I think I break later there and it's just. I, I maybe I see that differently than re- grinding on a game like Grand Theft Auto or or something see, else. That, that's a grind that's just implicit in the reality of what you're doing, rather than like designed in the game. I mean, I, get, I mean, it is it is it, it, it's in, inherent to the sport, right? That it exactly. is. That's yes. what I mean. Yeah, rather than like, oh, this game is designed around a grind. This is like that's what the yeah. sport is. But that's what also, every sport really is. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I'm not I'm not working towards like a reward, and then at the end of that reward, I get the reward. And it's like, oh, now what? It's like I'm just working towards seeing myself do better, and mm-hmm. I can see. And with at least with racing, it's easier to see that in real time. And you get a better response because you can see like, oh, time differences on like this corner and that corner. And you can immediately start going back again and again and again. And it, and, and it's different for everybody. Other people would just be like, this is fucking boring. I'm going in a circle. But that's one of the few things that I can say I, I'll, I can do repetitively over and over. And to just grind to get better because I enjoy the nature of incremental improvement in that aspect. Maybe it's because I like cars. I don't know why. But I, it's the one thing I could say I do. It's probably because you like cars. Because I guess. everything you just said is like the complete inverse of what you and I have been talking about yeah. this whole episode. Yeah. Because I am the exact opposite in that I can I'm usually okay with like grinding, but that would not work for me. That's why I enjoy like the Horizon games over the traditional Forza games because they're a little bit more varied in the activities yeah. you can do and um, I always the locales. Thought- when Horizon came out, I thought, like, this is the game I always wanted, and it wasn't. I miss... When Horizon like, came out? Yeah. I, I was like, oh, open world Forza with, like, cool cars and the old tuning yeah. and the realistic driving. It's like, oh, that's a, that was, that's the dream. And it came out, and it was fun. And then I eventually wanted to go back yeah. to motorsport because I enjoyed having the familiarity of tracks and not just a giant open world where I can practice and see myself get better. I'm not just driving just to get to a destination and just to uh, do a race. I, I like, I like the improvement. I like seeing the improvement and I, I like the reward of self-recognition of where I can improve, then improving and seeing the fruits of my labor in the improvement. It's like that, that cyclical. Motorsport is, is more hyper-focused on the cars themselves and the experience of driving them. Whereas, whereas I think, Horizon is much more bombastic. It's more about the locale. It's they make the a social huge experience. deal. The social experience, but they also make like a huge deal about where it takes place. Oh, we're in London. Or oh, we're in Mexico. Or wherever, or yeah. wherever they take place. And all the different biomes that you can drive through, like the sand dunes yeah. or the jungles. It, it's it's more of a it's, it's a different an exploratory yeah. kind of experience rather than just Drive around the track. No, I don't want to say drive around the track, but more than just tracking your times and trying to like hit these numbers. It's not focused on the numbers, I guess, in a way. It's not. You know, no. I don't know. Yeah, it's maybe, I honestly can't pinpoint why why I'm fine with grinding like that, but I'm not finding fine grinding in like a dungeon crawler or or GTA or any other games like the Destiny. Because it's probably not grinding that you have an issue with. It's just a type of gameplay. I guess in those games, often it doesn't feel like I need to improve. 
it just feels like I need it needs my time, which I hate. Uh, that's fair. I don't want it to just like, take like, my time to get a thing. I want to actually have to work for it in a way. Right. That makes sense. That that does make sense. Maybe that's part of it. I guess. I mean, in some games, you do need to improve to actually be able to overcome whatever the challenge is. But often, it's just did you invest enough time to beat enough things to get enough rewards to do to beat the next thing? And I just I don't enjoy that. That's maybe that, that's why I don't like that grinding you, in that aspect. Yeah, I guess the, I don't know. The, a race has a static track. It has a static objective. Mm. Right. There's no like, oh, let me make it slipperier. Like like in Diablo, it's increase the tier of the nightmare dungeon just so that we can get better and better no i'm getting better at this yeah this thing right here it is the constant i am the variable yeah that's that's where i'll levy my criticism with diablo just all of the diablo games in general really but the reason i think my gameplay kind of peters out after i hit level 50 is because that's when Aside from doing, you know, the remaining side quests that I haven't done, which I still have not done all of them. I, I'm still doing new stuff at this point, and the game's been out for two months. This is insane. Um, I I don't like just grinding the dungeons to get better gear, to grind the dungeons to get better gear. It kind of starts to feel like... What's this all for? Yeah, exactly. Because it just get You level up, and then the game world just gets harder alongside you so you don't exactly feel like you're really getting stronger it more just feels like you're keeping up with a world that's getting harder and harder as you go i, I didn't go through the whole video with Ackman, but that was one thing where it's like oh if i go back to an earlier area i want to feel like i can just walk through these guys because i made the improvement to myself i understand that criticism <laughs> i do understand that criticism and, and to an extent i agree with him but at the same time i also appreciate that that it, it does function the way that it does because it makes the world feel bigger it doesn't funnel me into playing into this specific area of the map because this is where the end game content mm. takes place. I can play the game wherever I want to play the game. If I want to go in the snowy mountains, I can go to the snowy mountains. If I want to go to the desert, I can go to the desert. It's not like a, you have this whole huge open world, but this little corner here is where level 50 to 100 takes right. place. Yeah. Right? So that I appreciate. But I do understand the criticism of like not feeling like you're just getting stronger it, it more so feels like the world is just getting more punishing and you're trying to keep up with it I, so that that i understand i think it would be better if it did if i think the system that elden ring has where the difficulty of enemies is effectively tied to their where they are mm -hmm. they, they don't change as you level up it's just what they are and if you happen to stumble in an area that's extremely difficult you're going to get your cheeks clapped right you know that's it and so once you get to the end game and after you exhaust all the different optional bosses and stuff the only thing left to do is to repeat the process like you could like new game plus yeah or you make a new character where if you like if you want to continue to improve your character you can do a new game plus and now you still have that level of progression that you feel as you build through the map and and level up and level up and if you want to go back to an early area you'll know that you're more powerful because you'll beat the other guys you'll beat those lower level people again but you're still getting the feeling of improvement over over replaying through that so i think that's better than just having the world always scale with you because then it doesn't uh, to me i also i kind of agree that it can make it feel like i'm never really improving if the world's just scaling with me but that's just my take on that I think the way Elden Ring does it, does it was was one of my 
favorite ways to do mm. it. It's tricky because it, it it in essence it kind of does that where when you start a new game in the campaign mode, there are sections of the map that you are not leveled for. It'll have level requirements to get into certain areas, like thirty-five plus. And if you go in there, like you will, you will just get shredded. Like yeah. there's no shot of you surviving. And so it'll funnel you through the areas that you need to be in. But once you reach that level requirement, then the levels will start to scale with you. Interesting. Okay. Um, hmm. But it's it it's also dependent on your build because. Like I said, last night, Jack and I were able to do the Capstone Dungeon, which is a very difficult dungeon. It's meant to test if your build is strong enough to get to, to the, the end next game content, to the next world tier. And I was able to hold my own, you know, five to eight levels below the recommended requirement because I had a strong enough build. Yeah. So well, that, you were, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. felt... I didn't necessarily feel like I was overpowering anything, but the 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 notion that I was even able to hold my own in this dungeon did make me feel powerful. It, okay. it did make me feel like, oh wow, okay, I'm actually doing pretty well. My so my build must be you know fairly strong in order to compete with with what's a, what's in front of me right now. So it's a give and a take. I, I it's tricky. It is tricky. Yeah. And, and our psychology is more complicated than like why is this why is that you know it's not straightforward yeah so like the reason you can enjoy Forza's grind but not something else mm -hmm. is too complicated to even ask or answer um, cycles of reward cycles of avoidance cycles yeah. of anxiety all these fancy little psychology <laughs> yeah. things I mean it's really what it is like I think at the end of the day everybody's gonna enjoy whatever they want I think that you just have to make sure you are enjoying what you're doing rather than like falling into a microtransaction trap or a com competition trap or, or feeling you have to sign in for like daily shit on a yeah. game. It's just like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get I up. I hate and... that. I <laughs> hate that when they trap you by doing daily rewards because yeah. it works. <laughs> <laughs> but, and that's when, but that's when you can start to resent a game. Yeah. That you're not enjoying. I'm doing this because I feel like I have to. I'm all behind or whatever. But that I have never ever gotten to a point where I have like resented a game. No, or I shouldn't I say hate resent a game. But I, if I know within like the first couple hours whether or not I'm going to enjoy a game or not, if I don't like the game, I'm not going to play it. I started playing Path of Exile the other right, day because right. everybody compares Diablo to Path of Exile. They say that Path of Exile is a better game. I did not like it. I really didn't like it. And I I uninstalled it. So, right. it, but I've never enjoyed a game and then all of a sudden one day just been like, I, I actually, say you know what, it. I hate this. But when has there ever been a point where you stop enjoying a game? Definitely. Not, not that I stop enjoying it, but I think I just, like I said earlier, I need to take a break. Mm-hmm. I need to become step away. By Fatigued it. by okay, it is a, a better word. word for it. Hmm. No, there are games that I've I've grown like to where I I just don't enjoy that kind of game anymore. And then whether it's because I got that, tired or my tastes have changed, that's a more it's gradual. Hard to answer. Yeah, that's a more gradual process. Though. Yeah, that's not just like over the course of you playing this game, you realize you know what actually. I mean, yeah. some games I've definitely played a good amount and then, like, trying to work towards it started to feel more of a chore than, like, I actually enjoy playing this game and I want to finish it. There, I can't remember specific ones, but I remember the feeling in certain games where I just, I didn't, it's, it's a 
good amount of games I just never finished because I just it stopped being enjoyable or it stopped like the, right. the reward for playing it. I would I would rather be playing something else. So I'm just not going to play this anymore. And sometimes coming back to it with a different mindset or later on where I'm less fatigued by whatever it was that bothered me by the game, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll continue to play it. But it's a very complicated subject and why, why you play the way you play. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. And then trouble up if it takes too long. Do we have any closing thoughts? Yeah. Um, <laughs> hmm. Probably the same here. <laughs> well said. Yeah. No, game game is good. Game is hard. Game is soft. Game is wide. <laughs> and then is no longer good. <laughs> well, don't, don't fall in a trap. Enjoy what you do. That's really yeah, it. Don't enjoy. Li- and also, just don't fucking listen. If you enjoy a game... Good for you. Don't yeah. listen to what anybody else has to say about it. Yeah. Don't think, let anybody rob that experience from you. And if you're in playing a game a certain way and people are yelling at you, fuck them. Get off of Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I haven't been on Reddit in, in at least general. a month. <laughs> uh, if you can play a game, the more the more that you can play a game without having preconceived knowledge or other opinions imparted on you, I think the better you're going to have that experience. And, or you'll know that if you truly enjoy it or it's just biases that are influencing how you're perceiving the game. Yeah. yeah. So it happens with movies a lot. Yeah. No, you look up movies like, oh, this looks like a like a not great movie. And then you go in with that in mind. It's like, uh, I'm picking apart this thing. And it's like, yeah. I could be enjoying it when I, if I didn't just fucking read it, someone says, oh, this, that, and the other thing are shit. Um, yeah. It's bias. Bias. I had that experience after I watched the Ackman video about Diablo. Yeah. I started playing the game again, and I was sitting there, and I was like, do I like this game, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> I think I do. Yeah, It's not bad <laughs> after the fact, because it maybe it brings to light certain things that you glossed over or had rose-colored glasses or didn't realize. I mean, if you were enjoying it before and now you don't enjoy it now. No, I still enjoy it. Okay. So I, then I also fine. think I'm just easy to please. I mean, it, it, that I feel. Diablo is your guilty pleasure almost, in a way. I feel like it's something that's it very just very near is. and dear to your heart. It is, but I also feel like I. It happens a lot, either with movies or, or shows that I enjoy. I will just gloss over. If I'm enjoying it, I'll gloss over some of those things, and I won't even notice them until, like, everybody starts pointing them out. And then I'll kind of have to sit back and be like. Yeah, I, I, I kind of see it. Like, that happened a lot with me in the MCU. I'll watch a show or, or watch a movie, and I'll be like, I loved it. I loved it. And then the reviews will come out, and it got, like, a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I'll just be sitting here like, am I just stupid? Am I easy to please? I feel like there was a recent movie that I watched, and... Can't remember. I know there's one movie that that is my guilty pleasure. It's like I enjoyed it, Godzilla? and I still enjoy. So Shin Godzilla. So every Godzilla. No, Shin Godzilla is actually a good movie. Every Godzilla movie, but but um the uh, 2008 Incredible Hulk with uh, oh yeah with, uh, <laughs> oh, shit. what's his name Bruce Banner. No, something Norton. Edward Norton. Ed Norton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As the actor. Oh, instead one, of Mark no, Ruffalo. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was thinking of the one prior to that. <laughs> oh, with um uh something Bruce Banner. Banner. No, that's the. That's not the actor. Bruce Brennan him? <laughs> it's something Banner. I think it's something Banner. But yeah, the 2008. No, <laughs> no it's not, not Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a misunderstood movie. 
think it's a misunderstood movie. So should that be the like official MCU movie for the for the Incredible yeah. Hulk? You well, know you like the Edward you know, Norton one, so you know what I did. And so, one little unrelated detail to anything with that movie, with the 2003 movie, is that it is more true to how Hulk works than any other movie, where Hulk actually gets physically larger when he gets more angry. He gets larger throughout the movie as he gets more and more angry in certain scenarios. Like, really? he goes from, like, 7 feet, 8 feet tall to, like, fucking 15 feet or, or almost amazing. 20 feet by the end of the movie. <laughs> I'm imagining, like, a a 20-foot tall Lou Ferrigno <laughs> in green paint. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> that's just fucked. <laughs> and on that bombshell, it's time. <laughs> it is time. I'm sweating. Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening. I hope that you can enjoy your games. Hope you can enjoy this shitty podcast. It's not shitty. It's amazing. Can somebody start a Reddit thread about our podcast? A, I mean, you just make a post. And you just... No, it. I don't want to do you it. Mean, you mean, you mean a, sub, a, whole a, subreddit? Subreddit, a whole subreddit? A whole subreddit about, subreddit. about our someone else, and about I want how, someone else to do it. How bad uh, it is. Well, I, want, I want to cry. Subreddit. I want to read it and cry. You, you will cry because there'll be no posts. No, no one's there. I feel no like that, that would be worse. <laughs> that would actually be worse. <laughs> All right. Well, on that self-deprecating note... <laughs> we hope you enjoyed, and uh, we'll we see will in the next be room. seeing you in the next room. Don't lock the door. <laughs> I'm afraid my chair is going to snap again. Not this one. <laughs>